from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hair sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to The Hidden Zoo, the show where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name is Don, with me as always is Ryan. Party on, Blake. Party on, me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but I miss Balake. Yeah, yeah, he's still not here. He's still pretending to shoot Nazis. It was a long war, right? Yeah, that's uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, for our end, it was only like three years. Maybe he's reenacting it from the European end. Yeah, yeah, he's in 1936 right now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> got a long way. Like to they're re- they're reenacting the beer hall putch. It I does, mean, they're going the whole it does doing the not whole get thing. Better. Reenacting Hitler's years in, in jail. <clears throat> All right, so um, once again, we are joined by our guests, Tom. Hi. And John. Hello. And this week, uh, Tom is going to be regaling us with the tale of a beast, also from Illinois, correct? <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, okay, here we go. I'm, cur- I'm going to regale wait, you. Wait, okay, real real quick first. I want to catch up uh, a news update. Uh, I You know what I should have done? I should have found, like, the Robert Stack... Unsolved Mysteries update. Update. Yeah. Okay, so you do that, and then I'll say update. Update. I hope his cat's all that's the, what the music did. I the, got nothing. The the mystery wolf or oh, the mystery canid in Montana that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, with two a head two pens long, yeah, two pens long, uh, about three ammo canisters wide. So so the articles that we read and based our reporting on reporting I use that word loosely, uh, basically sounded like they were talking to experts in the field of identifying wild animals who didn't know what this fucker was. Uh, but apparently they were not the real experts because when the real experts saw it, uh, they immediately said, that's a wolf, uh, dummies. That's a, that's <laughs> and that's a like, that's wolf. literally what almost they said. Yeah. It's, like, it's, that's, that, that's a wolf. I don't think people realize yeah. how big wolves are. Yeah. It's a wolf well, no, really surely no wolf has a two pen long head. <laughs> But it did. No wolf is four gas canisters wide. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, I wish and Don, what was the quote? Because I, I know I sent it to you. And when they sent it to, like, you know, wolf experts, the wolf experts literally said, like, this is not outside the norm for a typical wolf. Yeah, like the, like the markings were just... well within regular wolf markings. <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't look like the, the, the animals on Game of Thrones must be a werewolf. <laughs> or dog man or altered beast zombie greek person i just wish there were a standard form of measurement i'm surprised <laughs> why hasn't anyone gotten on that yet I, I can't tell you how many times i've had to like stack the 
cheese and crackers packs side by side. Yeah, it's to, eight cheese and crackers packs long. Yeah, to measure to measure canids is difficult. Well, you, you guys probably haven't listened to our third episode about the Beast of Busco, where we created a semi-regular is, unit is of a, measurement. Is that a beast that like stands on the street corner? Yeah, oh, Beast of Busco. I thought yeah. it was a beast that had that was like a red stick filled with cheese. Yeah, so. <laughs> They they serve it on Fridays at the cafeteria. Right, it's delicious. They, they said it had a, a neck like a stove. It was as long as a stovepipe, and we thought it was charming that you have a unit of measurement based on an old timey thing. <laughs> so we were like, "Oh, he's three Woodrow Wilsons long." You all know. Yeah, so we tried. We tried Mrs. to have a Wilson standard unit of cryptid measurement. His head was about the size of a gold mining pan. <laughs> And his bottom was the size of my spittoon. <laughs> How many moccasins wide was his body? I don't know, but he weighed about as much as 73 tomahawks. <laughs> that, that is adorable. I, I, do, I like our old-timey measurements. Yeah, old-timey measurements. Coming back again. Throwback to episode three. Woo! Wait, throwback, throwback, throwback horn, throwback, throwback. Wait, I'm in the wrong. Play the horn. Throwback horn. Like that should be like a Model T horn. Try this again. Let's try this again. Yeah. Can we get Zeppo? Fuck it. We'll do it live. Like an Awuga horn. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Awuga. Like in the like in the mask. So we had a bit of a technical difficulty and had to back up because it stopped recording on us. And back that track, yeah. Um, for this track, <laughs> we were trying to find an Uga horn and we kind of did, but then uh, then uh, GarageBand crapped out. So the last thing I said was like in the mask, and now we're just going to move on. We're no, just going to be on. a bit of a jump cut, oh, and, yeah. and and we're going to Uga, no throwback horn. We are moving on. It's a jump cut just like your favorite YouTubers. Yep. All those YouTubers. With, with the weird jump, jump cuts. cuts. In fairness, the Awuga horn video, it sounded more like a clip from American Pickers anyway. Yeah. <laughs> where they're like just trying to start some crappy old car. Yeah. Well, Frank, this sounds like something I want to buy. I, uh, I can give you two thirty nine for it. That's a $70 bill any day. <laughs> <laughs> That's worth as much as... Fifteen knickerbockers. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I tried. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move the mic over closer to Tom, and he's gonna he's gonna give us his cryptid. Let Here me paint go. you Here we go. Uh, a word picture. Thank God, because that that bit was going nowhere. Yeah, you're gonna paint us a word picture. I'm gonna paint you a word picture. Okay, with my words, paint with your number. mouth, with my mouth. Listen to the words that are painting out of my mouth. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? As a painting. Okay. Uh, is how I understand I'm it. oddly turned on right so now. Happy as is total ASMR right now. <laughs> I will paint you a word picture. <laughs> little happy little tree over here. Picture the night of July 25th, 1977. The small town of Lawndale, Illinois. Everybody was going to see Star Wars still, I bet. Yeah, probably. It was like the biggest movie that summer. People uh-huh. who are like, I was a fan of Star Wars before it was cool are 
fucking morons because like it was the top grossing movie of 1977 there was no before it was cool yep. the only person who was a fan of Star Wars before it was cool was George Lucas and maybe Ralph McQuarrie <laughs> um, so anyway Lawndale, Illinois uh, a family uh, the Howes no sorry the Lowe's um, I don't know if it's in any relation to the you know hardware store Lowe's but it's the Lowe's um, spelled the same are uh, having dinner outside. It's about 8, 10, 8.30 p.m. Uh, when uh, there was a sudden scream ripped through their... Uh, well, I don't know if it's, like, really suburban, but, like, the Lawndale backyard. It's, their it's lawn. like suburban St. Louis. Okay. Is All it? Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So there's suburban back, backyard. Um, as uh, And they look to see their 10-year-old son, Marlon. Uh, the, the people here are Ruth and... G- uh, now, Marlon Wayans? Yeah, Marlon Wayans. I, I was going to say, Marlon is that like Marlon, like Marlon Jackson, or is that Marlon like the fish? Uh, Marlon like uh, Mar- like Marlon Wayans. Like Mar- Name a okay. boy after my favorite sailfish. <laughs> uh, sorry, so uh, uh, Ruth Lowe saw her son, her 10-year-old son Marlon, being chased by two large birds in wingtip to wingtip formation. Very specific about Those that. Those are nice shoes that were, for birds. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> pecking at his shoulders until uh, they fully lifted the fifty-six point uh, fifty-six pound boy off the ground. Uh, not Ooh. sorry, but I said they, but I should be more clear. One, the larger of the two birds, wow. sunk its claws into his shirt and lifted him off the ground by his shirt, carried him a distance of thirty-five feet. And then dropped him on some rocks. That's a hell of a his shirt. Skull. The end. Yeah. <laughs> After which the bird was not seen again. It flew away, um, and his hair went eventually from ginger to gray. Well, how did the boy get? Well, that? yeah, but that happens to most gingers. Eventually. Yes, but this was uh, very quickly uh, compared to like the ravages of time. How did the boy get back? Uh, well, the boy came back the very next day. <laughs> The boy came back. I thought, thought he, he was a goner. goner, but the boy came back. He, he just, just couldn't, couldn't stay away. away. It was only 35 feet. It's not like, I don't think he left the yard. Like, oh, so, so the bird really didn't do a very good job at carrying his, no, quarry, no. his prey off. Yeah, I was going to say, he, did, he didn't carry, carry him so much as just kind of take him out of his way just a little bit. You know that, that thing that like you do when you've got like a, a really young like niece or nephew and you're like, ah, oh, it's an airplane ride. Yeah. It's basically what the bird did. Okay. It was like that scene in Superman, the can I read your mind? Or can you read my mind? Scene. Yeah. It was very so weirdly the, sexy. The bird the bird wasn't a killer. It was just kind of an asshole. Right. Yeah. The bird was just kind okay. of humoring well, the child. You know, I'm, I'm thinking these two birds are pecking at this kid's shoulders. I have to imagine he was like throwing rocks at him or something. Not to blame the victim. Him, but like, what was the kid doing? Really? How did he have? He was he asking for it? What did he think he was doing going outside wearing that kind of shirt? Exactly, a shirt that won't tear when a bird lifts you up. By right, it. Bird it's, can't almost like, point. it's almost yeah. like the bird. Uh, like you wanted the bird to pick you up by the by the t-shirt. Um, so here's how Ruth described the bird, at least uh, when she described it to the police. Uh, it had a white ring around its half foot long neck. The rest of its body was very black. Of course, it's Southern Illinois. Um, the bird's bill Wait, was six inches in length. It sounds like Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> so far, yeah. The bird's bill was six inches in length and hooked at the end. Uh, the claws on the feet were arranged with three front, one in the back. Uh, <laughs> business in the front, it, party in the if back. The bill, if the bill spins around after being shot by <laughs> Elmer Fudd, I'm going to be... How many the dicks, rest? How many dicks did it have? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get to the sexy part of the story. We're losing audience here. How many dicks did it have? Each wing, less the body, was four feet at the very least. The entire wow. length of the bird's body, from beak to tail feather, feather was approximately four and one half feet. Uh, now, later on, um, other uh, other descriptions of the bird uh, came out in other interviews. Um, I'm pulling up Because these always evolve a little bit over time. Uh, yeah, it was larger than a turkey. Um, <laughs> well, I would hope it picked up a 60-point Oh, sorry. Well, how sorry, many, this how many is, pens was it? This is, <laughs> this is another exotic bird sighting by someone in the nearby area, in, the, in rural New Holland. Um, three days before Marlon Lowe was ca- uh, was reportedly the victim of a bird snatching, which makes it sound like he's snatching the bird, not that the bird is snatching right. him. Yeah. And it was only really a, an attempted bird snatching at, at best. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so this was a uh, this was a larger than a turkey bird um, described by Kenneth Nolenberg uh, on his farm. It was dull gray with a white neck, small beak, and a crest of feathers on its head. Uh, bird's wingspan was estimated at four feet. So obviously, the same bird, despite being completely different in every way. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a theme because, as is, is as should be obvious right now, the only kind of bird that flies in wingtip to wingtip formation has wings that large and can lift a fifty-six pound ten-year-old off the ground. Wait, I know this one. Is it F sixteen? Uh, no. Oh. It's a Thunderbird. Oh! oh. Thunderbirds are go in this myth. Oh, yeah. I that is was, a pretty sweet car. I thought it was <laughs> the, the Mighty Ducks and their flying V. <laughs> no, that's not what <laughs> Conway yeah. probably weighed about 50 pounds, right? It was <laughs> tiny. Yeah. Yeah, and they carried, that's why they he carried got, him. That's why he got broke at the end of the first one. Um, so obviously it's a thunderbird, and as we all know, thunderbirds are a thing from Indian mythology, and all Indian mythology is totally interchangeable. And so that brings us to the thunderbird, um, which is uh, which is better known as the completely different animal, the piasa or piasa. I'm sorry, piasa. The piasa bird. Now I brought up a picture of the piasa bird. The piasa bird is a it's a very famous uh, bird from Native American mythology, we think, maybe. Um, the, is that in the same way that maybe it actually is? Or like the Sasquatch was seen by Indians, but that's just the thing white people made up? We're getting there. Okay. Um, the Piasaw uh, is, is best known, best described um, in a... Uh, in a, a it's, uh, there was a drawing, a painting done on, uh, on cliffs overlooking the Mississippi River. It was discovered in 1673. Not the, the bird, but the... Um, was discovered in 1673 by Father Jacques Marquette, um, who was oh, <laughs> overlooking, looking at this limestone be block. Our guest. <laughs> be our guest. Put our birdies to the test. Now, John, you have a better understanding of geography than I do. How would how would you say that Alton, Illinois, and uh, and uh, this uh, other town? So Alton is in suburban St. Louis. Okay, so they're they're pretty these close. Towns are close by. Yeah. All right. So that's the largest. That's place. I it's, think why these get these get kind of uh, <laughs> conflated here together. This giant ish bird that picked up this kid. This considerably less giant bird that wandered around some dude's farm. Um, the Thunderbird, um, and which was some kind of marionette show, and the Piasaw, um, which uh, which was painted on a wall. 
Um, and so Mark, uh, the the father Laf- or Father Marquette, I keep saying Lafayette because we've been talking about like Hamilton half a dozen times over the course of this weekend. Uh, here's how he described the drawing that he saw, and everybody uh, now has this this black and white drawing picked up. Now this black and white drawing. Yeah, they, I'll, 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 I'll put these in the show notes. Uh, well, we have a few we're going to look at or talk about. They'll be in the show notes, and at least one of them. Well, at least one of them. One we're on the black. We're on the black and white one. Yeah, yeah we're on yeah. The, the first one, the early one, the one that looks like yeah. obviously the earliest of yeah. these drawings. <laughs> now this wasn't uh, wasn't Marquette's drawing. This was done uh, something like between 100 and 200 years later by someone else. Um, but here's how Marquette described seeing the, uh, the the drawing here. And I want you to pay attention to a couple of key specific points. Um, while skirting some rocks, which by their height and length inspired awe, we saw upon them two painted monsters, which at first made us afraid, and upon which the boldest savages dare not long rest their eyes. Let me uh, remind you, this is 1673. And so uh, this is uh, some French guy. Can you read it in an accent that sounds more like this? No, because it's not French enough, and I'm not going to try to bore you with well, my French was, accent. He was American. Jacques Marquette? Uh, by the time he was writing this In one. 1673, before there was an America? It was an America. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, he was hella racist. Um, so, uh, which the boldest savages dare not long rest their eyes. They are as large as a calf. They have horns on their head like those of a deer. A horrible look, red eyes, a beard like a tiger's, a face somewhat like a man's, a body covered with scales, and so long a tail that it winds all around the body, passing above the head and going back between the legs, ending in a fish's tail. Green, red, and black are the three colors composing the picture. Moreover, these two monsters are so well painted that we cannot believe that any savage is their author. For good painters in France would find it difficult to reach that place conveniently to paint them. Here is a problem. This animal's starting to sound more and more like the Legion of Doom from like (laughs) 1990s professional wrestling. Here is approximately the shape of these monsters as we have faithfully copied it. Uh, And so we're looking at this drawing now that was done sometime later, but supposedly of the same uh, rock face. And and so we're, we're looking for the key components that Marquette described. Uh, so it's uh, horns like a deer. Sort of, yeah. I mean, they look more like crab claws, but sure. sure. Right, with, de- uh, with some devil horns in the middle. It's as large as a calf. Uh, okay. I can believe that from the drawing. Uh-huh. Um, it's covered in scales. Um, I like, yeah, I mean, like, it's, 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 like, it got exactly like 13 scales. For the 13 original colonies. Right, yeah. it's, got, <laughs> it's got a horrible look. <laughs> yeah. Um, red eyes. Okay. Black well, and white drawing is fine. It, sure. A beard like a tiger's. No, it's got a it's it, it's got a mustache like a child molester. <laughs> I, 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 see, I see a hipster mustache. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's like some handlebar shit going on. There. I picture it going to the store and getting some wax for that thing, and then also and then, picking up some. And, and then like being being a loud evangelist for Harry's Shave Club. And actually, like drinking it, some Malort. It actually looks like every part of it looks kind of hipster because it's completely impractical looking. <laughs> Nope, nope, go back to the other one. one. Um, I like how the the tail's all wide there for a minute, and then it, like, just thins out to the fishtail at the end. Yeah, yep. So, my question is, 
who decided this was a bird? Because it has everything that birds don't have and nothing that birds do. <laughs> Specifically, what is it missing that would you say that, that is typical for birds? A uh, bird. The bird, just the bird. <laughs> the bird so maybe it, it looks like a child molesting antler tardigrade. <laughs> um, that, is, that is not appropriate language. Uh, so Excuse me. Horns on its heads. Our word agree. Tiger beard. A face like a man's, Wait, like a body and scales. Tiger beard? Yeah, tigers. You know, they have beards. Oh, yeah. oh like Tony the Tiger with his cool with his cool child <laughs> yeah, yeah, beards. Yeah. That's why he hung around those kids all the time. Tony the Tiger needed a beard because, They're you know, he started great. out in 1960s, uh, 1960s Hollywood. It's, it's not like it could be out. Oh, he was Rock Hudson? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why he was always taking the kids out to play sports then. Huh? Right, right. He's right. getting them he all and, hyped up on sugar. Yeah. He and Count Chocula had a thing on the side, yep. but they couldn't let anybody he, know. He wasn't gay. He was a child molester. I love the look on this dude's face. I mean, his eyes he look like... very surprised. He, he, he is impression. more scared of us than we are scared of him. It actually looks like he's wearing two monocles. Yeah. He's, he's so scared, he grew new eyes on his body to open up in horror. Um, so, first off, the thing that I most appreciate about this, um, so one of the conversations we've had a lot at the cryptozoology panels that we've done is how most cryptids uh, and most mythological creatures are just like, hey, what if this creature and this creature smoosh together? Um, and, uh, and that's like, you know, that's, that's what we do. Uh, as humans, and it seems to be a pretty universal thing. It's not limited just to, like, the Greeks and the Romans and the British. Apparently, the Native Americans were doing it, too. Now, these drawings um, date potentially back to uh, 900 to 1200 in the Common Era, possibly to the Cahokia uh, peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unclear and hard to tell because... Uh, we quarried the hell out of that limestone <laughs> bri- uh, bluffs and destroyed. Um, Look, we the, had uh, we had bridges to build because we had Mothmen to summon. Right. I mean, we had we had to build East St. Louis somewhere. Now, according to <laughs> well, that's where White, East St. Louis is. You can't build it somewhere else. Right. According to sense. white people, this <clears throat> creature is called the Piasaw. And it was called the Piasaw by the Illini tribe. And apparently the Illini tribe were very afraid of this creature and would shoot arrows and bullets at the drawing of it whenever they passed. Um, at the drawing of it. At the, yeah, at the drawing of it. Remember, this is all coming to us from stupid racist well, okay, white okay, people. From a I, I, <laughs> I've said this before in the podcast and I will say it probably again. I would not be surprised... If if the Illini tribe said that shit to the white people, yes. and when they walked away, they're like, "Oh my god, they believed it!" Right. <laughs> Fucking I, idiots. I love the simultaneous calling them the savages. Believe this thing flies down to pick up their children, and also the belief that this is Native American wisdom. You guys, this is very <laughs> important. Yeah. Now, um, the 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 the. Um, the mythology behind the Piasaw comes to us uh, from a man named John Russell, and I'm going to try to pull up his uh, his account of this. He is relaying the uh, the story of the Piasaw by the Native American peoples. Many thousand moons before the arrival of the Pale Faces, when the Mastodon and great Megalonics were still living in the land of the Green Prairies, there existed a bird of such dimensions that he could easily carry off in his talons a full-grown deer. Having obtained a taste for human flesh, from that time he would prey on nothing else. 
He was artful as he was powerful and would dart suddenly and unexpectedly upon an Indian, bear him off into one of the caves of the bluff and devour him. Hundreds of warriors attempted for years to destroy him, but without success. Whole villages were nearly depopulated, and consternation spread through all the tribes of the Illini. Such was the state of affairs when Uatago, the great chief of the Illini, fasted in solitude for the space of a whole moon, and prayed to the great spirit that he would protect his children from the Piasong. On the last night of the fast, the great spirit appeared to Uatago in a dream. Sorry, Uatogo and directed him to select twenty of his bravest warriors, each armed with a bow and poisoned arrows, and conceal them in a designated spot. Near the place of the concealment, another warrior was to stand in open view as victim for the Piasaw, which they must shoot the instant he pounced on his prey. The next morning, the warriors were quickly selected and placed and ambushed as directed. Watogo offered himself as the victim. Placing himself in open view on the bluffs, he saw the Piasaw perched on the cliff, Eyeing his prey, the Piasaw rose in the air and darted down on his victim. Scarcely had the horrid creature reached his prey before every bow was sprung and every arrow sent into his body. The Piasaw uttered a fearful scream that sounded far over the opposite side of the river and expired. Uatogo was unharmed. There was wild rejoicing among the Illini, and the brave chief was carried in triumph to the council house where it was solemnly agreed that, in memory of the great event in their nation's history, the image of the Piasaw should be engraved on the bluff. <laughs> so lit. So, uh, John Russell... We're on picture number one now. Oh, can, uh, can we do yeah. a sequel to that story where there's a battle between five armies? Mm. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, like, like, who ripped off Tolkien on this one? Uh, well, John Russell wrote that down in 1836, and later... Well, Tolkien was born in, like, 1705. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, later on, uh, claimed or, or admitted that he uh, pulled it all out of his ass, completely out of his ass, which no. I'm sure you could not have possibly told from the verisimilitude of that story. <laughs> now that is a word picture. <laughs> that, That's a word. That was a word picture. So a word I, painting. The, what you what we had alluded to earlier, but I don't think we actually said out loud, is that this thing doesn't have wings. Yeah. No. It or beak. Wings at all. Or beak. It has a nose. Yeah. And yeah. a mustache. <laughs> right. And no beard. No beard. No. You know, like most birds. Right. And it has it has two How does it fly wispy claw legs. They always look like Freddy Krueger's yeah. hands. Well, that's, so what, now, that's what tardigrade feet looks like. No shit. Like, that's what they look like. Yeah. Uh, so now, uh, the like I said, the original Piasaw drawings were obliterated um, because white people don't care about native art. Um, and so uh, it was recreated, though, faithfully recreated um, on, uh, on, on a nearby stretch of highway, I guess, near Al- Alton, Illinois. Um and, uh, and that's our second image uh, that we can pull up there. All right. You can see how faithfully they recreated <coughs> the drawing. Well, this, now, sounds, this, this, this is the one that has the side of bacon for a wing, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, 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 looks like, it looks like a guy took a bunch of acid and tried to design a new Patriots logo. <laughs> uh, and, like, and the acid kicked in after he finished the stripes. And then he was like, fucking demon face. So I I think that this actually maybe this is what the artist intended. It looks like America. <laughs> like I can see where the Great Lakes are in its neck. Uh-huh. And I can see where like its head is Maine. Uh-huh. And like its 
talons and ball sack are Texas. <laughs> And yeah. it's, uh, its tail is the jet stream? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, its tail is <laughs> uh, a shipping lane uh, yeah. okay. to get things from Minnesota to Texas through the St. Lawrence Seaway. So yeah, we can see from this that it's got green hair, uh, like the Joker. Uh, it's got some real nasty uh, of those like those bottom. Yeah, it's got orc teeth. teeth. Yeah, orc teeth from like uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's got the red eyes. It's got a beard. It's a pretty righteous neck beard. It's yeah, it really yeah. is. It's got some nice lipstick too. It's really <laughs> detailed. Well, it's got uh, some real gold scales. It's no, got I know what happened. Like a deer. This is when Batman was drawing the Joker cartoon, and he erased everything but his face, <laughs> and then he he drew in around him, but the Joker didn't know that he had turned him into this thing, right? And it's got now it's got wings, yeah. just like it did in it, the original drawing. It has a ribeye no, steak. Yeah. I don't know if that's a wing, but <laughs> it looks delicious. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this is also the um, the mascot of the Southwestern High School in Alton, Illinois. The Piasaw. The Piasaw. Um, the Piasaw bird uh, now, and obviously this bird you can tell uh, is is the same. As the Thunderbird, because uh, whatever Native Americans, they they're all the same. They they all interchange. There's a high school that has this as their mascot. Uh huh. Yeah. That means there is some dude right now who works construction with a fat wife that has this tattooed on him. <laughs> <laughs> and Except he ran somehow... because he ran for four touchdowns one game. Pisa football rules. <laughs> Somehow his tattoo is worse than this. Now, now let's back up. Is this more, less, or the same amount of racist as having like the Indians as your football mascot? Oh boy, that's a good that's question. That's a tough question. Because it's oh, I this don't is know. white white man. I try, a conundrum. It, it's it's so condescending though. I to try to. It's like imagine if like the the. I don't know. Imagine like two thousand years from now, someone tries to paint a picture of Jesus, and it just is like a stick figure, like jerking off. Or yeah. Something. And then, and then it's, it's got a mohawk and an AK forty-seven and three dicks with claws on him. And... That would actually be a fairly good representation of our or, culture. Or imagine two thousand years after a Semitic Jewish guy was walking around the Holy Land, people drew him as a white guy. Yeah, with blue eyes, yeah. and vaguely blonde hair. Imagine that. Imagine. Like that's what we're talking about. Uh, I, I think one thing we low. haven't talked. Yeah. About yet is that its tail appears to be made of corn. <laughs> oh, it's maize. maize. You know? Oh, right. So, so we've got corn. The and then, and, and, every and, part of the pious. And then beans <laughs> and bacon, squash. It's headed squash. It's uh, got the three sisters. These are like soybeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, venison. It's actually venison. Oh, venison. Right, because right. they would shoot deer with their their bows and arrows. How did maybe? Could this have been a tribute to, like, Dennis Rodman when the Bulls were playing? <laughs> <laughs> Is that, like, why it has the green hair and the lipstick? That makes sense. Yeah, I bet that tail makes an excellent rebound. <laughs> So, um, obviously this is exactly the black bird with a six-inch hooked beak um, and, uh, and, and white collar around its neck that's four feet long uh, on either side uh, that carried off uh, Marlon Lowe in mm. 1977. Obviously the same um, because when you search for when you search for uh, the the Piasaw bird, the two things you learn are this painting and uh, that it was the Thunderbird that carried off Marlon Lowe. Wait, this thing only has three legs. It's a tripod. 
It's clearly got two in the back because you can see like the other foot behind the first one. But then I've been wondering that the front only has one leg, so it's got five appendages and a tail. And horns and green hair. So it's like an uh, airplane. It's, yeah. It only needed one to pod. Yeah. <laughs> the, beard is, the beard is for balance. Yeah. No, the beard is for balance. Are, the are those, is that a beard or is it tendrils? Um, uh, yeah, it's like... like it's, I, I see like six guys a week who, who I ask, is that a beard or is that tendrils? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, it's just a really bad metal beard. Now I don't want to I don't want to go shaming anyone, but another picture did come up. There were actually several pictures of the Piasaw that came up when I did a, my Google image search. And if you turn off Safe Search, uh, then you get to see this one, which I think is probably the best of the three. Um, this is fucking see, metal, dude. Yeah, you can see this like super metal Piasaw creature um, that uh, that was uh, probably pulled from somebody's Deviant Art page, uh, but <laughs> definitely showed up on a news story about the Piasaw and Thunderbird and all that. So they really um, fleshed out its wings, which I appreciate. And its tits. And I don't titties. know why and they, they to really flesh out fleshed out its, out its tits. tits. Yeah. Um, like I like its, its. I like its head dressing. Yeah. It's well, because yeah, now it now it shops at Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I see this, this is this is what I imagine playing in the background. <laughs> To us, somebody, somebody, swap in Waka. Okay, Mon. So yeah, okay. So the first one, so this looks like a Final Fantasy X boss, and then, it, it really does. And then the second one is like a Final Fantasy IV boss, and then the first one is like what Hironobu Sakaguchi like uh, doodled on construction paper when he was four, two. <laughs> But this is totally. I would. I could. I could hit this with a blitz ball. And this be fine. So, um, I guess the moral of the story is: uh... don't take acid and draw on mountains. <laughs> don't listen to white people. Deviant <laughs> art is no place to honor Native American culture. <laughs> a lot of excellent, uh, very good morals, and knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. Wow, I'm just still <laughs> transfixed by it. So, so this is the same as the steak one, which is the same as the tardigrade one. Now, here's one, the thing that I like. the same as the Donald, the, the Daffy Duck one. Yeah. Here's the thing that I do really appreciate about this drawing is that aside from the lack of a beard, uh, because obviously this is a lady Piasaw. Right. Um, and, uh, and obviously because the Piasaw is a bird, uh, it has breasts and no beard, which is typical bird features um it actually does conform better to the uh the description given by marquette than the painting that is currently sitting above alton high school or uh southwest high school in alton um as the piasaw um oh hell so this is making me think of... Did, did you have a real animal in uh, mind? Birds. Birds in general? Mm-hmm. Birds. Because I was going to go... They're dinosaurs with, uh, that can fly, uh, everyone. Sorry. They're terrifying. There is... Oh, fuck. Wasn't there the, the giant eagle yes, in, like, New Zealand? Like yeah, the rock? New Zealand. Yeah, gi- giant, and it's extinct. Yeah. And, and, 
I, I was actually going to bring that up, but we were the having the a Moa, good time. Not the Moa, funny. no, because that's no, flight. It was the Moa. No, the, the Moa is the flightless one. But yeah, I oh. think I'm thinking of the same one you are. I believe that it was like an eagle or a condor that, before it was hunted to extinction, was known to be able to carry off grown human adults. That one <laughs> is that the one you're thinking of? That's the one I was. Yeah, yeah that's the I one I was thinking of. Called, is it that Hearst eagle that's popping up there? Maybe I thought it was the golden eagle, but I was Asps, way wrong because that still exists. Eagle? Yeah, it's in the northern the golden eagles in like uh, California. Uh, commonly accepted to be the Pai uh, Puakai of Maori legend, this might be the one. Relationship with humans, it's believed. According to an account given by Sir George Grey, an early governor of New Zealand, so probably true. Uh, yeah, sure. um, white people have not let us down yet in this no. episode. Yep. Aristocratic <laughs> white people are yeah. always right. In some legends, in some Maori legends, they kill humans, which scientists believe believes could have been possible if the name relates to the specific extinct eagle. So basically, the the idea here is, if the myths of the Maori are passed down cultural knowledge of this real eagle that we know existed prehistorically, then yes, it could carry people off. Um, but that's kind of like saying that like yes um if oral tradition down the last fifty thousand years turned the gigantopithecus into the yeti or uh homo forensiensis into the orang pendek right then or, it, then uh, it the was megalodon a megalodon right? into the megalodon or into the meg the meg with jason statham <laughs> but, i did not know jason statham's gonna be in that i do want to see jason statham fight a giant oh uh, yeah yeah after i finally saw cranked two because uh, Blake bought me a copy of of, of Crack, Crack, Crank Crank Two, Crank Two, and said he's never seen the first one. Uh, you probably don't have to. And when I finally got around to watching it, I was like, "Yeah, this, this I don't. There's no setup I need to know. This is just a man who has to shock his uh, electrical heart um, by uh, having sex with his girlfriend at the track." <laughs> um, I mean, and why so, yeah. wouldn't you want to see speed on a dude? Yeah, exactly. The man has to move so fast, uh, or he dies. Right. Right. <clears throat> So I'm just I'm still I want to go back to this this picture for a second, <laughs> the deviant art for a second because this just occurred to me it means that somewhere in this world someone is jerking off to someone else, <laughs> to someone else's high school mascot <laughs> that would be like if you go home and jerk off to Otto the Orange or the Husky or something like that or Chief Alinawick or something like that mm-hmm. hey man that Chief Alinawick. <clears throat> My, my high school mascot was a giant baby, and you know what they say about giants. Wait, hold on. A giant or a giant baby? A giant. <laughs> but, sure. Because I'm sure there's someone out there jerking it to, <laughs> to a, a giant ma- baby. This, by the way, is not the dumbest Southern Illinois mascot, high school mascot that I am aware of. Uh, there is there's the, the pretzels. I'm familiar with the pretzels, the pretzels. I think they're gnarler in Illinois. But at least yeah. that's not racist. Yeah, that's true. There are the Hoopston corn jerkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I was gonna say. I thought I had one that was. I beat. have actually. I have jerked off to that. One. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a school called the Orphans, and their neighbor Orphan Orphan, and their neighbor is the Annies. <laughs> and I can't believe they haven't gotten sued. Oh wow! And then of course there's Pekin. Which oh, I'm not yeah, sh- I'm not going to talk I'm about I'm not sure how in-depth that the dragons. That. That's a totally different they episode. Are, they are now the dragons. Well, um, Up until about 1996, I think I've heard this an one. ethnic slur yes. for yes. Asian people. Yes, yes. I've heard that one. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a high school here in Omaha, Benson High School. They're literally the Benson Bunnies. 
Ooh, that's adorable. Well, you also have a uh, a, a like Big Ten college team called the Cornhuskers. That's true. That actually, that's where I went to school. So yeah, that's I am a Cornhusker. You're a Husker. So what's the difference between husking corn and jerking corn? <laughs> I don't know what jerking corn is. I think we can all figure it out. (laughs) But I can imagine. Well, I imagine it's what most of those kids are going to do for their career. Yeah, corn jerking. Just go home and jerk your corn. Aw. The job market is terrible. Yeah, so jerk your corn while taking your uh, Pillanoise, your Southern Pill, your... your (laughs) Don't make make fun of my school. One or two of those guys own farms now. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Um, It's a graduating class of... Eight thousand. Yeah, like I, I, I went to Purdue, and we're we're the Boilermakers, which sounds dumb until you hear the story behind it. I don't know that anybody's ever jerked off to a Boilermaker, um, but the, oh, you know, the, okay, rule thirty four. Yes, true. The the story is that back way back in the days of when when football was just this like goofball game with no real rules, uh, Purdue was many moons ago many before moons the Pale ago. Faces game. Yes. <laughs> When they were playing a, a football, the savages would play a game known as football. They used all parts of the touchdown, <laughs> all six points plus the extra. They didn't throw away the extra point like we do. Um, so, uh, uh, the, God damn it, they kneeled for the pledge. <laughs> uh, Purdue really needed a win, and so they just had their team. Uh, not play for a few games, and they hired a bunch of ringers from the local train boiler-making plant. Uh, and these gigantic motherfuckers, like grown-ass, muscular boiler-maker men, kicked the asses of the scrawny little college football players and got Purdue where they needed to be, and then they changed their name to the Boilermakers. Yeah. So I know a boiler-maker is a shot of whiskey dropped into, like, an yep. Irish beer. Yep. That's... Yeah, that too. I'm pretty sure they didn't hire... Um, mixed drinks to play the football game. But that would have been awesome because all Boilermakers have an Irish accent. Yes, uh, all of them. Now, there is the story behind the Notre Dame fighting Irish, too. An Irish guy got into a bar fight once? Nope. Uh, uh, when the KKK, when the K, <laughs> when the KKK tried to uh, take over the town of South Bend, Indiana, near Notre Dame, which because it's notoriously Catholic, and this was back in like twenty twenty two, I think, when Indiana had the largest KKK population in the country, they just sent a bunch of Klansmen up for a rally in South Bend, and Catholic College, with all men's college at the time, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. catches wind of this at like seven in the morning. Everybody's telling everybody else. Every boy man at this college, every man boy at this college, every last one of them runs three miles to South Bend and spends the entire morning kicking the fucking shit out of the out of the KKK. And like they would do stuff like they noticed that the Klansmen didn't know where to park their cars, so they would pretend to be helpful and send them down a blind alley where like five dudes were waiting, and then he'd beat the fuck out of them and steal their robes. And, and so, like, they, they just amassed this collection of robes, and they scared him away, and when the Klansmen tried to call the cops, the Irish police chief was like, it's just boys being boys, eh, what are you gonna do? The Irish and, do not fuck around with yeah, their and, ruffianism. And, uh, and so, like, the, one of the, uh, the college priests tried to get him to stop, and eventually they calmed it down, um, and then later that year they changed their mascot to the Fighting Irish. That's actually much cooler than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's significantly well because you know back then being Catholic, you might as well be a, a Jew. Well, the Irish. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, after this, the KKK took up a vote and declared that the Irish are now white. 
Uh, no, I think that I, I think that uh, it wasn't Stephen Miller. It was the other douchebag with the Proud Boy haircut who got punched on TV. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, he uh, he said the Irish were white again after uh, Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. Mm. Oh, naturally. He yeah, said that on Twitter, and he was like, "Congratulations, Conor. The Irish are white again." Did he realize that Conor lost? Um, he was red well, after that fight. If you listen yeah. to the MMA people, he 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 did a good job. If you listen to the boxing people, he got the floor wiped with him. Yeah, he, I, I'm both, and he got the floor wiped yeah, with him. Because like I would read commentaries by boxing fans about how uh, how it was garbage, and then and then other people like uh, the UFC fans would be like, you know, he stood up, he won the distance, you know, he did he what he could do, it was pretty he good. Went five rounds, whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say he didn't go the That's distance. Right, he, didn't hey, right. he did a hell of a lot better than I would do against Floyd. Well, yeah, Floyd and, like Mayweather, we but. expected him not to make it one round, and he did better than that. So we actually, this is a victory for Conor McGregor. Um, just like the time he was arrested recently for he and his drunken Irish buddies beating up a bus. Chucking that, gar- <laughs> chucking that garbage can. That was a victory for him. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think that we found the theme of the episode today. Um, and that's fuck up some racist white people. Fuck white. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Take your claws and dig them into the shirt of racism. Carry it 35 feet. (laughs) Carry them ever so slightly. (laughs) Move it it ever so slightly out of your way, and just keep going around with your business. Just just keep going, because it is duck season. Not rabbit season. And you have to get the fuck out. Someone's going to go home and jerk off to a picture of a high school mascot after this. Uh, someone? <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> guys, I got some crackers upstairs if you want. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm already home, John. <laughs> All right, so, well, I guess that's that is that's it for our episode on uh, the Piasaw bird. Birds, man. <laughs> How did they work? <laughs> <laughs> Where did we go wrong? So, uh, uh, any last words, anybody? Anything? Wieners and buttholes. Wieners and buttholes. Fuck Whitey. Fuck, fuck Whitey. Fuck Whitey. Yeah, all right. Kill Whitey! In his wiener and butthole. Um, In his wiener and butthole. So, uh, yeah, um, it's, I guess it's time for the outro that I forget half the time. So, everybody, uh, thanks for listening, and be excellent to each other. And also- Party on, dudes! to the hidden zoo and you know you can subscribe to us and tell your friends about us so we get more downloads and you can help us move up the charts by doing all those things that you hear all the other podcasts talk about so i'm not going to rehash them here um and uh you know you can email us at hidden zoo 69 at gmail.com because hidden zoo at gmail.com was taken and 69 uh is nice um, and we're on Twitter at the Hidden Zoo. We're on Facebook at the Hidden Zoo. We're at uh, hiddenzoo.podbean.com. And uh, um, uh, we uh, like you a lot, but I don't think we're ready for that kind of commitment yet. Um, but thank you for saying it.